0: I thought we'd maybe sell one or two, but every time since then, we've, we've done the traffic, we've sold over $300. Today, like in 30 minutes, we've done $500, and I'm only 14 <laughs> years old, 400 people on my email list.
1: Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro
2: Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Podcast. This is episode 44. Today, we're going to talk about content creation, content repurposing, and, Seth, the value of that content over time.
1: Yeah, Sean, I'm excited about this one because what we've been able to do are find pockets of high ROI. Basically, where can you spend a little bit of time or a little bit of money and get back way more in return so it's disproportionate? So a lot of the businesses that we deal with are hooked on um, PPC or hooked on sponsored ads, as other people would call it. They just have one arrow in their quiver when it comes to generating traffic. But what we like to do, Sean, is go out there and find unique ways to drive traffic that can build on themselves or we can own the traffic forever. So let's jump into some of those topics we were just discussing before the call. Yeah,
2: definitely. So there's a difference in traffic. Like I was just having a conversation with my father, who's super old school, like like, you know, if Seth is average, I'm old school. My father is like um, antiquated. He's he's like an antiquity in, in the business. And he says, hey, son, I need to talk to you. How would you suggest I make sales for this product? I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about traffic. You know, <laughs> if you can't get eyeballs on your product or your service, then you need to create traffic. So you either pay for traffic, right? You trade or earn traffic, or you own traffic. Do you have a customer list? No. Okay. So, Dad, what makes you think you're going to listen to the advice I give you today if you haven't listened to anything I've said in the last 20 years? So, my son, Seth, has a customer list of about 40. Uh, 442 contacts. I think uh, you're actually on his list. And what he's found is that since he's developed that asset, that list, that traffic, okay, he's been been able to send out text message marketing like you just received one probably 20 minutes ago. And for every single message he sends, he'll earn about $1 in top line revenue per person on his list. He sent a blast last night, 442 people. He did like uh, $540 in revenue. Today, I think you were a part of, I sent you one of his sales messages. As soon as he sends out the blast, his phone starts ringing and he's already done 500 in sales, haven't you, Cash? He yep. just walked in. <laughs> so what that is, Seth, that's taking content, right? That is a text message blast and putting that out there to your asset, your customer list. That's traffic that you control. That's the difference. When we talk about post-purchase marketing, you can either go out there and pay for traffic, you get paid today and that's it, or you can own that traffic. Uh, what I was trying to suggest for my father, Seth, was to borrow the traffic by using someone else's list. So that's kind of right. what we want to unpack here today.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you're paying for traffic, like you mentioned, um, what here. we like to do is try to convert as much of the paid traffic as we can into own traffic. There he is. Cash, you are a marketing whiz, my friend. I just got your <laughs> sa- your sales yeah. message through text. He's a regular
2: prodigy, man. So... uh yeah. Uh, t- tell that we're on the post-purchase podcast, episode 44. We're talking about traffic. We're talking about content creation and repurposing. So uh, tell folks, in your own words, this was not scripted, uh, how important <laughs> it is to have your own traffic source. What happens when you actually own a list? Cash, there's a mic right there.
0: <laughs> well, I, at first, when my dad made the list, I thought, it, you know, because we only had 200 people, I thought we would maybe sell one or two. But every time since then, we've we've done the traffic. <laughs> We've sold over $300 today, like in 30 minutes, we've done $500 (laughs) and I'm only 14 years old, 400 people on my email list. So
1: it's awesome. Absolutely amazing cash. <laughs> really, really. So you are, um, a young, young example of what marketing, uh, a marketer looks like, right? You're 14 years old. You're sending out text messages. Sean just sent me a video recording of you taking one of the sales call and calls and your phones blowing up, but you couldn't do that unless you own that traffic. If you didn't have that customer list cash, you'd be missing out on a lot of revenue.
0: Yeah, correct. Seth.
1: That's yeah, so. it's,
0: it's totally changed the game for us. And uh, I really want to Get more email or text (laughs) or no phone numbers and just I'm I'm already thinking of ideas how to do that.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, Cash, what we were just talking about is when you're paying for traffic or when you're um, working for traffic like you are, you're setting out your booth or your trailer. And as traffic drives by on the side of the street... Um, What do you need to do with that? Well, you you want to try to get as much of that traffic on your own list as you can. So what you're doing is you're actually capturing phone numbers as they're driving by or they pull up to check out the product. You're capturing their phone number, and then you're engaging them afterwards. It's uh, post-interaction marketing, isn't it? (laughs) It definitely is. Yeah, it is. Well, Cash, I'll let you get back to your uh, your sales. <laughs> give folks a word of
2: advice. We're going to bring him on for an, for an exclusive podcast interview because we need to unpack some of the stuff in this 14-year-old brain. Kid's already writing a book. Uh, give, give folks an idea of uh, – of, of, uh, just give them some wisdom from a 14-year-old little hustler. Um, Never stop
0: learning. Always read books and take advantage of
2: <laughs> oh, this, the tool. <laughs> Of course. (laughs) Thank you. Now get out of here. (laughs) So when it comes to content creation, Seth, like what we're doing right here today is we're creating content. We're creating value for those of you watching and listening. And what we've been able to do inside of post-purchase pro, which is our done for you email marketing service is we're actually creating content as a service for our clients. Uh, One of the favorite things that we started doing recently, Seth, was our seller, our, uh, Amazon seller brand stories. So let's uh, talk about that for a moment.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, before I do, Sean, I just want to say that you've got to be a proud pop of a 14-year-old who has as much hustle and drive and as much uh, courage as it takes to get out there and and make sales and take phone calls from adults. You know, he's 14 years old taking those sales, uh, sales calls. That's pretty impressive. So you got to be proud.
2: Well, you know, you're going to make me look like a, a lemonade stand by the time you get done with your career, but cash is going to eclipse you, I hope.
1: <laughs> there you go. So it's the same thing. It's always progression. I love it. So, Sean, we just started this um this program with Inside Post Purchase Pro that I'm in love with because it's like it's just like what we're talking about, where you find this little niche or this little pocket of opportunity. So, what we're doing is we're actually interviewing our sellers on camera about their brands. So We serve predominantly Amazon uh, businesses that create brands on Amazon or sell products on Amazon. So what we're doing is we're interviewing the sellers to see behind the scenes what makes them different, what makes their products better. And if you think about how that positions you in the marketplace to – to present yourself to your customers. It totally transforms the, the carrying aspect. So if I, if I saw your brand interview, Sean, and I could understand the passion that is uh, involved in creating the product, that I can see your face and understand that you and your family actually built the brand, um, then I'm gonna have a lot more preference towards what you're selling versus just some Joe Smo or a foreign seller on Amazon. So what we're doing is we're creating this asset, which is the podcast, it's a video as well, And then we're hosting it in places like on a podcast, we're hosting it on YouTube, we're posting it on social media. And what happens is that media basically is free. All we have to do is put in a little work and then over time it gains steam, it gains traction, it gains traffic. So it builds and builds and builds on itself versus having to pay for a sponsored ad that gets you that one click and you have to pay every time. So we're actually using that media in a lot of different ways, Sean. So you wanna talk about some of the ways we're using that media? Absolutely.
2: So before I forget, look in the show notes if you're if you're listening to this on the podcast uh, platform, if you're watching on YouTube or or uh, Facebook, then look below this video, but check out that podcast that Seth was talking about. It's called Amazon Seller Brand Stories. So what we've been able to do not only provide more value to our clients but create content that's valuable across multiple platforms. That content, Seth, what you like about it is that it could be repurposed and redesigned and used across an entire spectrum of social media. We can use it in, see if I get it right this time, TikTok, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, and and a number of other, like even RSS feeds types like those, uh, what do you call them, those tweets and whatever, where you send out a short message. And, and the reason that's valuable is because it's something that you create once, right? It has massive value. It allows you to connect with your customer. In our case, it allows our clients to connect with their customer, build rapport, and that loyalty. You know, you like to know who you're talking to. You want to know more about them. And have you ever noticed, Seth, when you find a good author, you know, like like the geniuses that, that uh, my son pointed out that wrote this book, Private Label Millionaire Secrets, uh, Sean Hart, Seth Stevens, when you find something, well... How many times do you go out there and automatically try to look for every other piece of content that they put out because you like what they're talking about? And the same is true for a brand. If you are a fan of a particular brand or product or or business, then you try to go out of your way to do more business with that brand, don't you?
1: Definitely. I mean, how many people are in love with Elon Musk as an entrepreneur and then want (laughs) to buy a Tesla because of that? Um, hey, you know, they I'm saw, coming through to you right now on Starlink Satellite. <laughs> there you go. So it's the guy behind the scenes, right, that made made the connection. You weren't drawn to necessarily Tesla. You were drawn to the personality. So when you can expose that, especially through video. Um, and then one of the things that we do, Sean, with that, that interview um, on Amazon uh, seller brand stories is we actually use the clips in their email marketing that we're doing for them. So we help Amazon sellers grow their sales by using email marketing and text marketing. But what we can do to enhance that is use video content that we create with them to then drive more loyalty, drive more sales, and and use the same content in multiple different ways. So we're able to actually use post-purchase marketing with email and text to reinforce their audiences that they're building on these other platforms. So like one of the things that we're doing right now, Sean, is we're using the emails that we're already gonna be sending, but then we're putting a PS in the bottom and saying, hey, PS, follow us on Instagram to see more tips and tricks or join our Facebook group so engage with the rest of the community. So it's just bringing the audience together in multiple different platforms so you can have multi-touch points.
2: Absolutely. And the more you touch, the more you tell, the more you sell. I mean, let's talk about, Uh, Recently, we were involved in the networking event where we learned, uh, I mean, we already knew this, right? But, you know, like like you and Alex always say, sometimes you have to be reminded uh, more than you have to be taught. But just because I didn't open your email on a Monday doesn't mean I'm not going to see it or open it on a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe I didn't even see it. Maybe it's lost. My wife has 137,000 unopened emails and I created new accounts all the time to try to get away from that. So. (laughs) Don't give up if your message isn't seen on this platform. If the video is not heard or or seen on this platform, maybe the audio version on a podcast. Because what we found out, Seth, is that fans of a particular platform, it's really difficult to reach them off of that platform. You know, me, for one, I don't use Facebook. You can catch me on a podcast because I like to listen to podcasts. I'll read your book, but I'm not going to look at your TikTok because I don't even have TikTok or know how it works. So you can't just assume that you can create this content and put it on one platform. What we need to do is repurpose that content, make it timeless, make it valuable, and then use it across the entire spectrum, So
1: Yeah, definitely. And this reminds me of a video that you and I made years ago in 2014 or 2015. We actually created a video for one of our products. It was the original Bamboo Pillow. It's still on YouTube today. So if you go to YouTube and you type in Bamboo Pillow Instructions, I'm pretty sure the video that we had created on Fiverr is still the number one result. and It has like 100,000 views. You can check that, Sean, for me. But basically, that piece of content grew over time simply because we were the ones sending the traffic to it. YouTube said, oh, this is relevant. Let's rank it. And they rank the video in YouTube. And we're, we're right circulating um, our message through these uh, multiple different platforms. And it's reinforcing our brand um, through different touch points. Go ahead, Sean.
2: Four years ago, 46,000 views. So uh, this was not the one where we had the Australian lady. That's, that's what I thought you were talking about.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that is the one I was talking about. That's funny. Yep. Okay,
2: so this one here is uh, totally different. (laughs) It's a am trying to find the Australian lady. See, it's already gone, lost in space here. But yes, the idea is to create that timeless content, use it across uh, multiple platforms, make sure your customer's aware of it. Not only does it help you re-engage the customer, but also solidifies the value of your brand, that relationship, and really gives you um, validity, I guess is the best way to put it, in that crowded market space. So this has been episode 44, Seth. Thanks for joining me. My name is Sean Hart. This is the Post-Purchase Podcast. That's Seth Stevens, my co-host. And I can't wait to share some more ideas with you next time. Talk to you later.